From COK Studios in Jad Abumrad's attic, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the latest in the 2020 Democratic primaries with our Consider the Vote team, Hillary Clinton and James Carville. We'll also consider some new book recommendations with our resident librarian, Lynn Ruffle. And we'll consider that you've got to fight for your right to party. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Candy Conversation Discs. Continue the fun from Valentine's Day with these chalky, colorful candies with everyday sayings like, Hey there! What's that smell? And Baba Booey written on them. You love the hearts, now like the discs. And the Foundation for Public Podcasting. Helping keep this show in production along with others like It's a Plaid, 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 Plaid World. And recapping the recap of The Mandalorian. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. Following the mismanaged Iowa caucuses and the boring but well-managed New Hampshire primary, the 2020 Democratic field is starting to be whittled down, with Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, and Amy Klobuchar out in front, and Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren playing catch-up. Bernie Sanders was victorious in New Hampshire, while he and Mayor Pete effectively split the lead in Iowa. Meanwhile, polls show Mike Bloomberg, the billionaire former New York City mayor, gaining traction ahead of the Super Tuesday votes on March 3rd. Before Super Tuesday, there are the Nevada and South Carolina primaries, which could be the last chance for Joe Biden, given his support among black voters in South Carolina. Without a strong showing in one or both of those contests, things could be over quickly for Biden, who has only six delegates so far. Ahead of the vote in Nevada on February 22nd, Buttigieg is in the lead with 22 delegates, Sanders with 21, Warren 8, and Klobuchar with 7. Joining us now in the studio to discuss what happens next are our Consider the Vote 2020 special analysts, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and filling in for Democratic strategist James Carville, who said he had better things to do, is President Obama's former strategist, David Axelrod. I do not have better things to do. Nor do I. Great! We take what we can get here on COK. We've seen Andrew Yang, Deval Patrick, and Michael Bennett drop out in the past couple weeks. Who do you see as the next candidate to leave the race? My money is on Tulsi Gabbard. She's on her last legs. In fact, I bet she leaves the race by flying off on a broom. Uh, That woman is a witch. I heard she cast a spell on Joe Biden, and that's why he's been so erratic on the campaign trail. Yeah, that's why. I also think you could see Tom Steyer leave the race if he doesn't get something going in Nevada next week. P.S. I was just thinking it's so weird that we vote on Tuesdays. Why Tuesday? It's easily the most boring day. Yeah, David. It's like if you were a day of the week. Now, now, let's not belittle each other. Hillary's still sore about how we beat her in 2008. No, no, I'm not. Really. But... I am sore about 2016, and I will take any opportunity to run Bernie into the ground. In fact, if you really want to hear me really rip him a new one, check out the new documentary about me on Hulu. If we're taking time to plug things, I'd love to promote my masterclass on political strategy with Karl Rove. If we could refrain from using this time to promote your other ventures, that would be great. Now, back to the 2020 primaries. What do you think we can expect in Nevada and South Carolina? Uh, Probably more Bernie, which 
really just it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. I'm not saying he's the worst, but he looks like he's combed his hair with a tornado. Also, he's the worst. I think that there will be a strong showing for Biden in South Carolina, but Joe Biden may have lost all his momentum. So even if he does well there, no amount of neck whispering and tooth flashing and crazy old man shouting will get him ahead of Peter Bernie. What about Elizabeth Warren? She's also taken a hit in recent weeks. Yeah, I feel bad for Elizabeth because it should be her getting the progressive votes instead of that loud thrift store socialist. Um, I'm talking about Bernie when I say loud thrift store socialist. We know. Okay, okay, I just, I just want to make sure I'm being clear. I loathe him with every fiber of my being. Warren has a tough road ahead. She's been out fundraised by like every other Democrat, and she's like Bernie in that she relies a lot on her smaller donations. Ugh! If I have to hear that Bernie's average donation is twenty-seven dollars again, I'll. Sc- All right, all right, that's that's enough about Bernie. Quite. uh, We're basically out of time anyway. Thank you both for joining us today. Don't miss the outtakes from the new documentary about me. I get raw on Bernie. Raw. That was former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and President Obama's former strategist David Axelrod. For Consider the Vote 2020, I'm Cordell Nutbrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our book look segment with our resident librarian and storyteller, Lynn Ruffle. Lynn is joining us remotely today from Yokohama, Japan, where she's on vacation. How are you, Lynn? Not great, Connor. Oh no, why not? Well, I'm stuck on this stupid Diamond Princess cruise ship here in the harbor because of the coronavirus. We've been quarantined here for about two weeks already, and it's quite unpleasant. I'm told that those of us who aren't infected can maybe leave later this week. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm glad you're not sick. Me too. There's about 400 Americans on this cruise, and I'm told that about 45 of us have the virus. Thankfully, none of my fellow librarians are sick either. We were on a trip to see the historic libraries of Hong Kong and Japan, but sadly, we didn't get to see very many. The library on this ship has been shut down because a bunch of the sick passengers sneezed all over the books. Ooh, that's gross. I know! Well, I have to say, Lynn, I'm pretty surprised to hear that you went on a cruise. Didn't your boat get hijacked by Caribbean pirates the last time you and your librarian friends went on a trip? (laughs) Yes, that was a very exciting trip to Jamaica. Well, why would you go on another boat trip then? Well, I'm a sucker for a good seafood buffet and men in sailor hats, Connor. Well, I think you might want to consider that there are other places to find seafood and seamen, Lynn. Hmm, okay. It wouldn't be so bad to be trapped here, but my rival and nemesis, Hortense Portnoy, somehow tagged along with our group on this trip. I shouldn't probably say this out loud because I don't like having bad karma, but I've been secretly hoping Hortense gets the virus. She's the worst. Now, now, Lynn, that's not very nice. I know, but you try being cooped up on a boat full of sick people for two weeks. I'm going a little stir-crazy. Okay, well, should we just get to your book picks? Yes, let's. Even though the library has nothing but sneeze books, our group did bring one whole bag full of books, and that's where I got my recommendations this time. My first pick is The Great Influenza, the epic story of the deadliest plague in history by John M. Barry. 
This is a stunning historical account of the 1918 flu pandemic, which was the worst in history. Barry focuses on what was occurring in the United States at the time and attempts to place it against the background of American history and within the context of the history of medicine. I found it fascinating, and I give it an A-. It came out in 2004, so you can find it in paperback wherever books are sold. But I say go to the library instead and get the book. It's free. Just make sure nobody sneezed all over it. Okay, I like starting off with some nonfiction. What else have you got for us? My next pick is another classic, but this time it's a novel. The Andromeda Strain, a 1969 techno-thriller novel by famed author Michael Crichton. This book documents the efforts of a team of scientists investigating the outbreak of a deadly extraterrestrial microorganism in Arizona. I hadn't read it before this trip, and I was blown away. Apparently, they made it into a movie starring Arthur Hill. I'm not sure why we brought so many books about deadly diseases and pandemics on the cruise with us, but you kind of have to appreciate the irony now that we're quarantined. I guess. I give the Andromeda strain another A-, and that's only because I was hoping the alien organism would actually turn out to be a vampire or something like that. Spoiler alert, it didn't. Oh, well. Yeah, that's too bad. Finally, we have a new book by Jenny Offal called Weather. This quirky novel follows a college librarian named Lizzie, who is busy prepping for the coming apocalypse in a world threatened by climate change. I liked it because the main character was a librarian, and frankly, it gave me some things to think about. Like, is this coronavirus the beginning of the end? And how can I better prepare for the coming apocalypse? I give it a B+. Well, that sounds like a good one. I just hope if the apocalypse does come that it's not because of climate change or some stupid pandemic. I think you know where I'm going with this. Vampire apocalypse? Correct! Well, thanks for joining us today, Lynn. I really hope you get to get off the boat and come home soon. Thanks, Connor. I'll be fine, so long as stupid Hortense stops eating all of the M&Ms out of the trail mix they keep giving us. It's just peanuts and raisins now, which is gross. Well, good luck with that. That was Book Look with Lynn Ruffle. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins. Congrats to Kyle Rose in Salt Lake City, who was able to use the game pieces from a few different board games for another one that he had lost the pieces to. We don't think anyone noticed, even though the murder weapons for your game of Clue were a thimble and a shoe, and Colonel Mustard looked an awful lot like one of the kids from Candyland. Well done on a resourceful Big Little Win. Kudos also to our own Lynn Ruffle, who has been released from her quarantine on the Diamond Princess cruise ship. We just got word that Lynn and her friends will soon be on their way home. Sadly, that includes Hortense Portnoy as well, but that shouldn't take anything away from this Big Little Win. If you want to share a Big Little Win with us, post on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. For more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at consider our no. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. I heard that she cast a spell on Joe Biden, and that's why he's been so radic on the campaign trail.
Erratic. Want to say erratic? Yeah, it might. Sounds erratic. Erratic. <laughs> erratic. Tack, tack, tack. <laughs>